If you're in sales, you totally get this reference. When somebody sends an email on Friday at like 4.45 p.m. as they're getting ready to leave so that you can't really reply to them in the moment and they can then believe they have moved on when they get back into the office the next week. My solution to that, by the way, is to type out what you want to say, but don't press send. Use the Herm Edwards quote because we should all be copying what he's done, of course. Um, But... Herm Edwards would say that. Type the email out, get the frustration on the keyboard, but don't press send. Then come back, not Monday, because the inbox will be full. Come back on Tuesday and send that email. And before you do, take a look at the email, because by that point, hopefully your uh, frustrations might have cooled off a little bit, and you can rephrase it in a much more diplomatic manner. So that is just one little nugget for your consideration, because I've had these happen so often as though I'm not smart enough to figure out what's going on, or if you're listening, you're not smart enough to figure out what's going on. Uh, The best part is it's like people send that as though they think they're smart enough, and you're not, and you're not catching on. So anyway, that's the reality. Um, Dave Walls did let us know he's got to get called in for another news hit. So we will punt on our conversation with the WSET sports reporter to next week here in the fast lane. We'll have more on college and high school basketball with him when he returns. But we spoke with Ian Eagle a moment ago, asked him about slime time, Taylor Swift, and yes, the Kansas City Chiefs and how they've gotten to Super Bowl 58 and a chance to have their third championship in the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes era. But here's another point. Trey brought this up as well. The idea that Ian Eagle might take over for Jim Nance whenever Jim Nance steps away as the primary broadcaster of the NFL. Um, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Nance is still really good on golf. He's exceptional on golf. And while... I've always criticized Nance most for college basketball because he had especially recently just parachuted in for the big games and really not done a lot. Uh, I, I credit Nance. He's 64 as an FYI, just in yeah, context. But I, but I mean, I credit him because he's backed off the basketball and Ian Eagle has taken a much bigger role with that. And frankly, Nance doesn't do any other form of basketball or did not other than the NCAA tournament games that were the most prominent. There wasn't the background in cachet. Ian Eagle is doing more college basketball. He has done more college basketball, and he does plenty of basketball regularly doing the Brooklyn Nets games. So uh, that's the other part. But in defense of Jim Nance, and I think he deserves a lot of defense on this point, do you think the folks at CBS wish they had that contract with Tony Romo back? I mean, you're paying the guy $18 million a year because he was this sensation who could get really excited and cut off Jim Nance and predict plays, and now all of a sudden that's been revealed that that's not really revelatory, that most guys could do that, and everything else has gone by the wayside, and it's shown more, this is my observation, that it looks like Romo is using that to mask the lack of preparation for the broadcast. Uh, Jim, I don't know, Jim. Gene, you need to get in here. Trey Law VT is the handle I will go because, of course, in the fast lane, you know we keep receipts. And guess what? We keep receipts. We do. And we like to credit wherever it's due. Trey Law VT is where I saw this on social media over the weekend. In a perfect world. It's not going to happen because CBS gave Tony Romo a big You got to say it how I phrased it. I said whispers. Remember, this was supposed to be subtle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whisper. So CBS is whispering this suggestion because they're not or going to do Trey it. is whispering to CBS. Trey is whispering it to CBS. They might be whispering it amongst each other. Why did we give Tony Romo this big deal? 
what again, other than his ability to get really excited? I mean, by, by the way, if you want to do that, prepare him with Gus Johnson. Let's just see what that turns out to be. You're I actually about, like Gus Johnson, so. I like Gus Johnson on basketball, but in doses. He gets a little too excited for my taste. Maserati Mav. I can, it's I've been like working on my impersonations. Names to try to have coolness. I mean, come on, man. For he, real? It could be worse. It could. Tony Romo, though, obviously he's not my cup of tea. So in a perfect world, here's what I would do. Tom Brady's going to replace... Greg Olson. Greg Olson in the number one booth for Fox. I get it. Um... I mean, I am skeptical of paying Brady like twice as much as he, you would pay Romo. But, but it's also Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is a meticulous preparer, and if nothing else, he will prepare for the broadcast. And he's not jumping. He's not right jumped Romo. right in it like Romo did, which Romo did a good job his first year. But like, because he, he knew all the teams and plays, and then yeah, the, every, they obviously changed that over time. Every you could tell like Brady has attacked this kind of like he attacked his career, which is w- relentless <laughs> preparation. Hundred percent. Also, I think his his peer in his career, Peyton Manning, has done such a good job, you know, even if it's kind of not a broadcast itself, at attacking a broadcast with meticulous preparation that I think he wants to do better than his, you know, counterpart for most of his career, Peyton Manning. I would be fascinated to see what would happen if you put Belichick and Brady in their own booth together. Like, would that be an abject disaster? There's been some couple, like a uh, Pete Carroll, uh, Saban, you know, Belichick, like coach cast. My my favorite preparation was like, have you watched the show Bar Rescue? No. So it's John Taffer. He goes in and, you know, it's what it says. uh, It's a bar rescue. It's a weekly show. Yeah, it takes a bar. That used to be on Spike. I think now, whatever, what it's called now, Paramount Network, whatever. But someone was like, what if we did the coach's version of that? Which, like, each week you show Coach Saban and Coach Belichick go into a program and try to fix it. You know, that would be really funny. (laughs) First episode, the Washington Commanders. That would be first episode, the Washington Commanders. But yeah, they're, they're the, the idea jokes is right to now. get to it, and I will say my point because it's my point is Greg Olson needs to replace Tony Romo because Greg Olson is good enough to be a number one in the booth. I will say this: that a big reason why I think Greg Olson is so good and why I uh, I think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are the best broadcast duo right now on television is they have unbreakable chemistry that is built from 20 plus years of knowing the other person because because uh, 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 Greg Olson has known Kevin Burkhart since he was in high school and which is you know and so they have some natural chemistry and Joe Buck and Aikman have done this for 20 plus years you know Nance and Romo have not done it that long and I think Tariko and Collinsworth have more chemistry because they kind of subtly work Tariko in with, you know, the the greatest of all time in Al Michaels and I think a bit like I like Kirk Herbstreet and I like Al Michaels and I just think they got some bad games at the start and it put them behind with Amazon, but they're building chemistry and they're they're doing an okay job. But you know, half these games I listen to on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, so... You get to avoid the pain of that particular broadcast. No, I I don't think... In football, when it's a bad game, it's hard to make chicken salad out out of chicken... You know what? Yes. And they've gotten a lot of chicken, you know what. Like, a lot. Like, a unspeakingly amount of chicken crab. Like, come on. Like, it's hard, you know... It got so bad that I enjoyed the salty Al Michaels calling those games. 
Yes, plenty of people have enjoyed that. Meanwhile, you will enjoy whatever comes out of our mouth momentarily with our weekend projections in our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good and makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. We never said you would enjoy it because it's actual quality prognostication. We said you would enjoy it for the entertainment value of this. Virginia Tech at Miami. 11.30 airtime, CBS Sports Radio, Lynchburg app, tomorrow. Hokies, two and a half point underdogs, over under of 151 and a half. Trey, how do you see this unfolding? Um, I'll take, which game is this again? Tech at Miami. Yeah, I, I said Tech needed to split these matchups. They played decent against Duke. Duke just shot the lights out. I will take Virginia Tech to at least cover against Miami. Um, and I think they will they need this win more than Miami does in terms of trying to make the NCAA tournament, so I'll take Tech. Must win, must not be that good. I'm not in that spot yet with Virginia Tech but because it's not totally a must-win spot. But I like Miami in this. They're playing at home. Virginia Tech, we've seen them at a lot of junctures, struggle on the road as many ACC teams have so far this year. I'll take Miami to cover the two and a half given their offensive acumen and ability. And I do like it to go over 151 and a half as big of a number as that is. Two o'clock tomorrow. Virginia at Clemson. Wahoos five and a half point underdog. 125 and a half is the point total. So here's my logic on taking Virginia to cover. I don't like them to win outright. But the way you're saying this, if you're Vegas, is you're saying this is going to be a lower scoring game. It's going to be a slower paced game. We know Virginia plays that way. Clemson will do so as well. Generally, these games have fit into that mold when Clemson and Virginia have played. As a result, five and a half, that's a lot of points for what is expected to be a closer ball game. You're giving me that much. I'll take Virginia to cover on that principle. I agree with you. I know this is not entertaining, but I, I actually, I, I completely agree with you. Liberty is at UTEP. I'm going to stick with what I've said before. I would love to see Liberty win, but they've got to prove it to me that they can win on the road in Conference USA play. As fired up as I'm sure they're going to be after their loss against New Mexico State this past weekend or this past Thursday night uh, in overtime. For Liberty, you have an overtime game. Now you have to hit the road for a short turnaround. That is is a challenge in and of itself. Meanwhile, Trey, the clash at the Coliseum. Do you have pre-practice and qualifying projections for a race that may feature inclement weather, which tells me right now, tread lightly on anything until you have more clarity? Yeah, so um, I personally think that there is a chance that Brian Nolan will be stuck in Los Angeles for multiple days or whoever's covering that race. Um, I think if I had to pick someone, I'd like Ryan Priest, you know, as kind of a maybe a long shot play. He was really good in this race last year. He's good at Martinsville. Um, any any of those short track guys are really good. So I, maybe even Josh Berry to some degree. Uh, I know this will be his first time really racing that you know with Stuart Haas. So you might not want to do it for his first time, but uh, I'd look at him. 
and I, I might look, but the Toyota, I, I just need to see the Toyotas and the Fords and what they look like and how they how they race before I really do anything. That's why I have no real projections on this right now. If you're looking at long shots, yeah, Ryan Priest and Josh Berry both fit that mold. Um, I would normally say Bubba Wallace looks like good value, say it, but the Ed, same thing. Say it, Ed. You haven't nope, said his name nope, yet. Not Ty Gibbs yet. Maybe later. Certainly later, but not today in the fast lane.